0: Hello friends, it's Kirk Henderson. Welcome to another, sadly, our second straight edition of Group Therapy presented by Spotify Live and Mavs Moneyball. This is very not fun. Um, But again, if you guys will remember why we started doing these was not only because I found the platform, but because it feels better to talk about your frustrations it feels better to kind of work these things through. It's much better to do it here than on social media. So we're going to talk about the loss. The Mavericks uh, played a weird game through the fourth quarter, and were uh, you know, then the fourth, or then the fourth quarter, the Suns just detonated on them. Um, I wrote about the game. My main thoughts about this, and and you know, I don't think people are going to like this, but when it comes to How Dallas plays if Luca wants to continue to play the way that he wants to play he cannot look like he smoked three packs of cigarettes by the start of the fourth quarter he was winded and angry and it affected how he played Um, the wind thing is going to matter if he wants to play like James Harden he has to be a tank the way James Harden became by like year four in Houston luckily he's young and he said himself I simply have to play better defense the next thing that I, that I covered was how I, I need the real Jalen Brunson to please show up. Um, and the final thing that I question is what the coaching staff is doing watching Dwight Powell just get maimed and murdered on repeat and expecting it to somehow work out. Uh, the Mavericks lost the opening minutes of the third quarter and the opening minutes of the first quarter. And that's happened for two straight games now. And bought, like if you remove like the Suns detonating in the fourth, that's where the game was lost. In, in the trenches, and the Mavericks have to do better. And I, I really don't understand what the coaching staff was doing. We've had a lot of praise for this coaching staff and squeezing a ton out of this roster. So I do think it's okay to quit criticize them here. Not saying they're bad, because again, I think we're going to talk about the limitations of this roster and some of the stuff that we've known for three years. But I think what they've done is squeezed as much as they can from this group, and I don't really know where Dallas goes from here. Okay, so long list. We're gonna talk till we're done, but let's try to keep this uh, relatively brief because I'm sure all of us want to go to bed. Um, speaking of that, I'm gonna give my man on the East Coast, Ewan, chance to go first because I'm sure he's tired. What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, what's up, man? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I patiently waited for you to get this going, man, because I was I was gonna go to bed, but I'm like, nah, it's it's 1:30, pretty much 1:30 over here, but. Ah man, I don't know what the, I do know where to start, man. It's like Reggie Bullock was our second leading scorer tonight. Yep, very
0: good. Quite the Reggie
1: game. A second leading scorer tonight. I mean, Luka's is going to get picked apart on defense, but it's like he's going to look sluggish if he got to carry the offense. I mean, it, 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 there's times where he gets in the paint and he has the shot, and he trying to look, you know, he trying to facilitate, but. I'd rather this, this kill a Luka just stay aggressive because clearly the other guys they don't know what to do with the ball at this stage it's like they're scared yeah like,
0: Yeah. and the Mavericks had to go deep in their bag when Brunson picks up two fouls Dorian picks up three fouls and the guys who the non-starters actually played a really good game yeah. it's the starters outside of you know uh, yeah. Reggie couldn't really do much
1: yeah, and and one thing about Phoenix, when 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 whoever's on the floor, when they get the ball, they go like there's no hesitation yep. when they get the ball. Like they you know the ball moves. There's no hesitation. And should I drive? Should I shoot? They make a decision and they do it. With us, it's like wait, should I dribble? Should I shoot it? Should I
0: pass it? That's a team. That's like the entire team too, including Luca down to like Dinwiddie's the guy who I rag on the most about it. Because it's like he gets the ball in surveys, like it's the fourth fourth game that he's playing on a YMCA court, and he's tired, and he's like, hmm, wonder what I'm gonna do, and then four seconds go off the clock, and then he makes a choice. But it's like half the Mavericks, like they they're the Suns, and they're they're hearing proverbial footsteps on on stuff. So yeah, I know what
1: you mean. Yeah, I mean I know a lot, a lot of people wanna talk, so but um. Frank, you got to just give Frank Green minutes. Like, don't waste your time. Just give Frank Green minutes. Start Maxi, because like you said, we can't start the game out down nine zero again. Because Powell is getting killed. Just start Maxi from the chump. Don't waste your time. Yeah, I completely agree. Don't, 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 don't waste your time. You know, but hopefully home cooking is better. Um, hopefully that's all yeah. I hope. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate sure it. Sure thing. Talk soon. Yes, sir.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, coming up next. Uh, hey Brad, what's going on, buddy? One more time with the mute button.
2: Brad, there we are. Oh, gotcha.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, no. Second, the fact that, like, can we just, like, Powell can, like, make two alley-oops maybe in the game. That's it. Like, he just does not need to start, doesn't need to play 10 minutes. Even though Dorian, like, obviously, like, him getting 3,000 in the first quarter was really rough um and the fact
0: that he was in for the third foul was what really frustrated me
3: yeah like
0: yeah that's the second time it's happened this playoffs where maxi got three foul three fouls in the first quarter of game was it five it was three really stupid maxi fouls in like six minutes
3: i mean the realistic problem is like who else plays though like i mean you know like you have to assume like the foul for Dorian tonight, like it was, it was a good foul. Like he, you have to challenge that play, like you know. But we just don't. We don't have the players like to just sub him out and say, okay, yeah, no, it'll be fine. Cause like, uh, yep, we have Josh Green is the next man up. And like you know, I am still a Josh Green fan, but like he's also turns out it's not going to be a difference maker in this playoff series. Right. Right. And then, I don't know, this also is showing off, like, Brunson is the biggest story of, like, this, again, just like the Clippers for last year. Like, I mean, is he really the guy that we're going to pay 20 20 mil, maybe more? I mean, I just don't – I mean, I I love it for a – I love Brunson. I love it for a regular season – but in the playoffs like he has looked rough against a real defense like he had the yeah. fortune to play against the the Jazz who don't defend and then you just had to beat Gobert maybe like when yeah. you get in the mid range and then when there's a semblance of a defense like I just don't like. That's not someone I want to pay twenty million dollars to.
0: I understand. I mean, Rick Brunson couldn't have given that interview at a worse time because I don't think Brunson's played that well since uh, uh, since he since he chatted and was like, you know, we're not going to get a discount. And it's like I'm not really in the headspace to talk about what I think he should be offered or anything like that. But I will say that this is. People yell at me about this stuff. Like this is a pro- like I love having lots of followers and interacting with people, but people love telling me I'm wrong based on like very small sample sizes. And it's like mm-hmm. when we say Brunson is is like bothered by length, what we really mean is Brunson struggles against good defenses. And exactly. yeah. it's great that he wallops the shit out of bad teams. It's very helpful, and I really mean that. But for the Mavericks mm-hmm. to be a next-level team, he can't be getting blocked from behind and looking shocked at what's happened. Oh. I, I put this in my recap. He has yeah. nine field goals in this series and eight personal fouls. That's
3: bad. So so that that's like the issue for me is like we have to realize like at this point, like we're not just like a – we're not trying to be a good regular season team. Like we're trying to, oh, thank God we finally made it to the second round. But, like, we have Luka Doncic. Like, we're trying to be a, I don't know, championship contender, right? We have, like, one of the best players in the league for at least the first half of every game. And, like, we need someone else to support that. And Dinwiddie's not it. Uh, Bronson is also, I just just think, not it. I'm not sure.
0: And so far, it's... Like, I think it boils down, and Brunson will probably say this himself, he just needs to play better. And I, res- I, like, I appreciate a lot of Mavericks post-game comments, but sure, this is, like, this is just a real – like, the Clippers were a different kind of problem because the Clippers had two unbelievable players that could blow Luka up, and then our role players simply were not up to the challenge. If our role players had played like they are this year, last year, the Mavericks might have won that series – but everybody turned into a pumpkin after after game three. So it's very, you know, it is what it is. Like,
3: yeah, the NBA I mean, playoffs like, is a lot
0: about a lot of luck in
3: some instances. I don't know. I mean, I think also, like, saying, hey, like, guess what? I need to play better. Sure. Like, that, yeah, I need to make more money in my job. But, like, do I? Like, no, I don't. Turns out, like, I get paid the same. I just, I just don't know. Like, before we sign a guy to, like, a long-term... I mean, you're talking what, like a four or five year deal for a hundred and yeah, twenty mil, right? Like, do, we, do we, as a secondary ball handler, ball handler for a six foot guy, that is going to go against a defense that can apparently contain them if they're not from Utah, like, it, <laughs> you know, it's no, just, I understand. It's a, it's a, I mean, I, and. It goes I, I don't think
0: it's going to it. gonna be. The, this is the point, no, though. It's not going to be as straightforward as it feels.
3: Like, no, no, no. I do tend to agree that they're going to sign they him. They should have. They should have signed him before. They should have extended yes. him before. And, that, yeah. and that's that's not the current. We all we all feel
0: a lot job. better if he's getting
3: paid twelve million dollars or fourteen, or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I Wouldn't care whatsoever. It's like, <laughs> like, hey, you know what? Like. Yeah. No. But like that that takes out so much. Like that takes out so yeah. many options. Just, I yeah. think that's the the frustrating part to this series. Like you see Brunson's struggle, okay, sure, no big deal. He's only making twelve million for the next four years. Just right. like Dorian, like I, oh my, I can't believe him. they signed him in that deal. Thank fucking god before like he played that game like the series against Utah. Yeah, it's, he's played. He's been great this year. Yeah, been I great. mean he's been fantastic. Like so, uh, I don't know. I hear you, man. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you for coming up and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk soon. Okay, we're gonna go to my guy Drew, um, and then my buddy Adam Mares after that. Hey, Drew, what's up?
2: Hey, well, uh, just a couple things here. Uh, Quite honestly, you're not gonna win a championship with Jalen Brunson as your second best player. I mean, that's probably not. Yeah, that's just kind of reality. And and I tell you what, you know, nobody's beating these guys if. Booker and Paul shoot 90% in the second half. I mean, that was just, you know, you just ran into a, a buzzsaw there. A couple guys of
0: real miss. good basketball players right there. And,
2: right. And just couldn't miss. I mean, you know, that's, that's just, uh, uh, the bottom line. I mean, I, if it's closer, does Dallas have a shot? Yeah, probably. But, you know, like I said, that was just, uh, you know, I mean, you, you ran into a buzzsaw and, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of it, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens when they come home. I, I'm not saying writing off the series or anything like that. You, you lost two games on a road, you know. Now you can come home and you see what you're going to do. And you got to hope that uh, those guys don't shoot 90% again, you know what I mean? Which, you know, which is which is hard to duplicate. There's, there's you know, there's uh, no question about that. But, you know, but we all know that, the, that there's good, some off-season problems going to have to be addressed with this team. Sure. You know and and in Nico's you know fairness and everything like that i mean he, he got stuck with i mean he got stuck with the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Porzingis yeah. contract and you know he got a couple of you know contracts you know you know he there's going to be some digging out of this the thing but i wasn't really for them you know giving Hardaway that 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 contract either mm-hmm. on a on a, on a guy that really all he was is a spot up shooter and that's all he is and you know if you got him handling the ball or anything like that it's not it's, it's not gonna work and you know but that is what it is and you know so we got to have to do with that and you know hey you you just sometimes you got to tip your hat the Suns play great and you know and uh and they, they they got away from us you know
0: right right and there's some like I, I tend to come into these like furious and these have just been two games where it's been like okay they're really good at basketball and <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk yeah.
2: next week, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for for real, it. Is, I mean, it 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 is what it is, and yeah. you know, like I said, and you know, and they're exposing, hey, some of the uh, uh, the missing parts of this roster. There's no, for no, sure. No, There's it, no question about that. So, well, thanks, for Yeah, and thanks for letting me talk. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens when we come home.
0: Oh yeah, we'll see you Friday night. I hope.
2: All right, cool. All right,
0: bye. Oh, uh, where's Adam? He was in here. Hey, Adam. What's going on, dude? Long time. Even though I talk to you on text every day.
4: No. Am I? Can you hear me now? I never hey, used. You it. sound good.
0: All right. What's up, buddy? How you doing?
4: Eh, you
0: know, it's 12:30, yeah, uh, and I'm not going to go to bed for another like two hours. So. The worst. The
4: worst feeling. That's why I popped in. I was like, man, because I got to say, this reminds me of a couple games. In I'm, people don't know, I'm obviously a Nuggets guy. I'm not a Mavs guy. So I don't want to like insult the group here, but it reminds me no, of two things in the Nuggets. One is Game Two this year against Golden State, where Golden State just smacked smacked the shit out of Denver. And then, <laughs> and then another one was Game Three against Utah in the bubble, and it actually reminds me of that game even more for, for an important reason, because that game Gobert kind of dominated Jokic, and I like this. And, and and I was like, I, I'm the biggest Jokic guy on earth, and I remember that that game. Like, when I went home, I was like, am I the wrong? Like, am I the wrong? I was like, I (laughs) I, I felt so Like, existential crisis type thing? Oh, I'm telling you, Kirk, I almost quit basketball analysis. I was like, man, I think, I don't know, maybe Yoke's just not what I thought he was. And the thing was, he bounced back, obviously, in a huge way. They come back and win that series, and the rest is history. But the thing, the reason I wanted to, like, hop in here and just kind of say a thing is, one, a series often feels so much worse like game by game your team would get smacked and you're like holy cow we're outclassed this or that and that's probably the case here because the suns are really good and dallas is like up and coming but sometimes the stuff just changes and all of a sudden like a series like oh we found something we figured out why we're bad and then the team looks like a different team the rest of the series and i kind of think that will happen in this one like watching this i think dallas has some things they have to adjust some things they have to learn but more importantly because I see like a lot of the meltdown and stuff in the it, you know, every fan base does the same meltdown after a, an embarrassing loss. Sure. But this was the most Luca cannot hide. Like this is the most Luca has ever been put in a spotlight of yes. like, hey, you are not good enough. Yes. And it sucks. It sucks in real time.
0: But, but I mean, he said that for the game too. Like he's like, I have to be better on defense. But and you know, let's just be kind here and say Luca and Jokic have somewhat similar. Um, they're they're both ah, they're both are closer to to you and me body types than they are to a lot of to to a (laughs) lot of NBA superstar body types like they might be strong but they carry some extra and like it took Jokic getting into prime shape was a several year ordeal wasn't it
4: oh no question about it and and really what and and what I'm kind of getting at here with Luca is there is an alternate universe where this game doesn't happen, but the Mavs lose the series in five or four or six or whatever. And Luca can sit back at the summer and be like, yo, I averaged 30, 10 and 10 in the playoffs and look what I did. And this team didn't win. I think this game was so important as much as it hurts, because this is one of those games where Luca has to, if he's made of anything, if he has championship DNA, he has to be like, holy hell that team thought I was the weak link in this. And it sucks but it can, in the long run, be the best thing for him because we, I, I, Jokic started just coming into camp in shape. Like Luca, I like this that take a lot.
0: I like this take a lot because, and, and I understand. So some of the guys in the chat, they're like, "Well, it's everybody else. It's everybody else, it's not just Luca." I don't disagree, but right, there right, are things course. that are with, like, there are things that are within Luca's control, yeah. and things that aren't. And being in James, like, I, no one's gonna like this comparison. But James Harden was a tank in later Houston years before he, like, really fell off. One of the things that nobody gives credit to Jokic about is that he does not miss games and plays a ton Um, of minutes. And so whether or not – if you disagree with me about whether Luka wants to have a 35 40% usage rate, whatever, if he wants to have ball time, fine. you don't agree with me on that, that's okay. We can agree to disagree. But one thing everyone – does have to understand is that Luka to get anywhere in this league is going to have to improve his body in real ways and he can do it. He's young. Yeah. How old is Jokic? 28, 27, 27. And so I remember there was the start of the year, maybe three years ago where Jokic started the year looking heavy out of shape. And like, we were talking, we're like, man, does this guy want to play basketball? Luka's never been in one of those kind of funks. Like he was just like so. It's like I I have a lot of confidence that this can be righted. It's just of the things that are within Luca's control. This is this is the thing that I see that's the clearest path. It's a matter of does he figure it out? And with a real off season with no COVID and other crazy shit happening in the world, I think he could do it. The
4: diet and the body stuff is only part of it though, Kurt. Because I honestly think like Luca is so talented. Like it's just undeniable how talented he is. But these talented guys. These like top five talents of each every like five year generation or, or whatever it is, they always break one of two ways. And one of them is the James Harden way of just like never taking accountability and never growing right. and never like looking in the mirror. And then the other one is the like, hey, I'm not good enough. And I just think this is the series and this was a game that was sort of necessary for Luca because they lost last year. But it was like, look at his numbers against, you know, you go up against the Clippers or whoever it is they go up against. It's like, look at his numbers. It's not him. They got to get a team around him. This is one where it's just like he can break one of two ways now where it's like, yo, you also have to be better. Yes, the the Mavs have to do better at building. This is not a championship team. They have to do that, but you also have to be better. And I just – watching tonight's game, I was like, oh, this is the moment. This is that one everybody has to go through, and we'll see how Luca responds to it. So
0: I appreciate that, man.
4: That's all I got for you. I just wanted to pop in. I'll let you get back to your people, but that was my perspective tonight.
0: All right. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk soon.
4: Later, buddy. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, I like those comments from Adam. All right. Um Arman, you've been waiting a bit. What's up, friend? It I'm is. Working? You sound
5: good. Oh, finally. But yeah, um, Adam had a great take. Um, I love that take. But yeah, um definitely th- if, if there's any off season for Luca to get in shape, it would be this off season. And so hopefully that will be the case. Um I don't want to make any judgments yet about Jalen Brunson, but he, sure. he, he has to like like, game three, there's going to be a lot on the line for him, especially with this contract and future with the Mavs. Like, he has to, has to show up. Um, I'm also looking at this. We've been getting out-rebounded like crazy. Um, they shot 65% from the floor tonight. I mean, and, it's you know, there's only so much you can do because they're the Phoenix Suns. You know, this team is built to win the championship. I believe that if we lose this series, they will win the championship. And so... We got to figure something out. Um, Jason Kidd has been very good with making adjustments, but we haven't. He didn't yet- make any of this game. Yeah, we they had- didn't have
0: any adjustments from game one to game two. Or we am had- I wrong? Did you
5: see anything? No, we played the exact same. I don't know why Dwight Powell is still getting minutes. Um, I I don't get why he's our starting center. I don't get why we didn't get another big in the off season. I mean, I guess it makes sense because you know we did have KP on the team. But if we were gonna trade him, we should. have in a big in return and i believe that's going to be our biggest thing in the off season whether we get in a big sure. after we get in the off season we have to have to have to get a big but obviously yeah. that off season is what like three months away so we can't really worry about that right now but
0: i specifically remember my wife was driving me to the airport for something and i was like we're, like we're in traffic and i was like being an asshole on twitter and being like how do we have six centers and i hate all of them like mm, exactly. and then they added another one and Chris. So they've had seven big men and they can only play two. And really they can only play one because this is just not PAL series.
5: No, exactly. I I was saying this to my friends too earlier that like you could literally bring a guy like Robin Lopez and all of a sudden he makes our team better. Like Robin Lopez, only because he's a true center. Like we need a true center on this team. Yeah. And, well yeah,
0: I, I mean Big men are, it, it, I don't know, because they like the, the stretch element of what they need, because that that's what was so key about getting Porzingis the hell out of here, because he would just clog up. He wanted post, and so it's like if they're um, if they're gonna have a center, that that center needs to have the ability to like do a little bit of shooting. No, exactly. But I understand what you mean. Like like Valentinus over there, and um, and like what what the Pelicans do, like he'd be. I, he'd probably get played off the floor in the playoffs, but like regular season stuff, ooh man. Man, he's you know, shoots a lot of threes, huge guy. I don't know. I'm I'm thirsty for lots of different stuff
5: right. at the moment. And like obviously De- DeAndre Aiden is gonna outplay Dwight Powell. You have Joveo McGee outplaying Dwight Powell. And then you have their third they have their you have your second their I second mean Bismack team. is, yeah, Diablo. Bismack would get minutes Diablo on our is team. Outplaying Dwight Powell. And <laughs> I love Maxi, but he just he's not built to all no. five. So I d I I don't know what you do there, like like, how are we going to, like, I don't, like, there's only so much we can do. So, man, I am I hope we can win game three. I just, I, at this point, I'm just asking for one win from the Mavs and, you know, just go from there. But, yeah, hopefully they prove me wrong game three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Armand. Appreciate you waiting. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. And we uh, Armand didn't, this thing didn't work the other night, so it's good we got him up here. Um, Hey, Chris, what's going on, dude? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? It's going.
6: What do you got? Yeah, so let's not get too down. Here. No, okay, doom. This, like my
0: man Bobby was just like, screw this, I'm leaving. That was great, great in the chat. I don't blame him. I'm, so I'd be I'm mad saying, too.
6: I mean, the Phoenix, they, they're they the number one seed. They had 64 wins. They accomplished their goal of getting home court advantage throughout pretty much the entire uh, playoffs, and they took care of home court. There, this gave me some flashbacks of 2008. I swear those last seven minutes, or, you know, starting from seven minutes – at the end of the game, and Chris Paul is going off. Did did that remind you of 2008 New Orleans Hornets versus the Mavs first round? Oh, man. That was was something. Was that the series
0: where David West put his hands on Dirk's face? Yeah, I think so. And basically, yeah, that was not good. That hurt.
6: All all I remember is Chris Paul, those mid-range shots, what exactly he was doing tonight, or pretty much he's just been doing his whole career. It got me so mad back then. I just like, I put it first time I ever put a championship curse on somebody. And so far it's lasted. And I've only do that to two other players, Russell <laughs> Westbrook and James Harden. I'm kind of petty. Like that.
7: I'm petty. I like understand.
6: That. And, hey, I there's man. My, my uh, curses are, iron, are ironclad and I only have it on three players right now. So we'll, well, hopefully that keep, that keeps up, but you know, it's okay. Let's just go back to Dallas. That, that, the post, the lack of rim protection, the rebounds. Jesus Christ! I just wish we had someone like Go. I mean, whatever, just Go Bear. I mean, Aiden's obviously playing with the Suns, but someone like that, because they're just all these second chance points. These Suns are getting are killing us.
0: Yeah, the I Sun. Mean,
6: the Suns shot seventy one percent from two point range. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they had like was it sixty four point five percent from field goal range period, in, the, in this uh, this game, and it was like 50% on game one. I mean, it, it just like they're not missing shots, and it's just – No, it was bad. It was good Lord bad. Good Lord. I just don't know what to say, but you know what? I'm not even going to be all like, oh, Mark Cuban or Nico, blah, blah, blah. Dude, guys, like, y'all chill out. Like I said on the comment section, like, we got rid of KP. That was the first step. Let them do their work in the summer. Give them some time, but this oh, class, yeah you're starting Dwight Powell against the Suns. I mean, you just, what do you expect? I mean, Luca's doing yeah. all he can. It's not like he's sitting the bed. He's, he's, he's like well, averaging uh, probably technically right now more than Michael Jordan. Probably he just had a average. real
0: bad. He had a real bad second half. Uh, yeah. It just has to be said out loud. Like not just the defense, the offensive stuff was bad too. Like yeah, he, he was,
6: was making a lot of turnovers, but I mean, yeah. they're, they're making the other Mavs beat it, beat them. Yeah. And that's, it's working. So like, I mean, you're definitely going to have to, I mean, I'm looking forward past the series. You're you're going to have to keep Jalen Brunson. It don't matter. You're yeah, going to yeah. have to keep them. And if at some point you can maybe trade them, or whatever, if, some, if it, things don't work out, but you're definitely going to keep Jalen Brunson. But unless, oh, I had a quick question. I know it's looking past the series. Let's say, do you, I know he's a restricted free agent? Though this is free agency talk, yes. But DeAndre Ayton, because he is someone we need.
0: No, we can't get. Like it's physically impossible to get him. Like it's just not a thing. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
6: Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't know <laughs> that they were gonna both, do this. Like,
0: like, he's restricted and they'll
6: keep him. Like this is the thing. Okay, because oh, okay. like, yeah. like Phoenix usually doesn't, you know. I didn't think that they would, or if Mavs do what they've done in the past, we're like, Oh, they'll just let Jalen Brunson walk, you know, sure. And then try to go after eight. but I guess they won't do that. They don't need to do that. Okay. Yeah. Just keep yeah. Jalen Brunson. just get a solid post player. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to the game on Friday. I'm, awesome. I'm looking forward to it still. I, I want to, we're in the second round guys. I mean, Jesus Christ, like it would suck l- last week if we would just lost those games and then just went out in the first round. And then really this whole thing would be festering again, but. We've accomplished the first goal, Was build on this. Hopefully in the summertime they can get a solid post player and probably you know, do some other things. I don't know about Tim Hardaway Jr., but, um, yeah, it's frustrating. Just The Suns are just not missing shots, so they just well, have to figure well, something this, out. Well, this is the
0: thing. Like, yeah, all right, well, I appreciate you hanging out, Chris. I hope we talk Friday. All right, I appreciate it. All right, all right. Um, just before we get out there, everybody saw this roll stat, right? The Suns went after Luca 50 times as a screen defender and scored a casual 1.72 points per chance. Like they they scored. I was doing. I was trying to do the math on this, but it's <laughs> they it, it, they scored a lot of points on Luca. Is the thing okay? Uh, let's go to Jose because I bet Jose wants to go to bed. What's up, man?
7: Oh man, I'm glad you brought up that stat about Luca getting cooked on defense because when I point it out on my Twitter feed, I get told that oh, it's not all on Luca. Like I'm not aware that Luca and his teammates aren't at fault for this loss. Like Luca has to have some type of effort on defense in order for us to stay in games. I'm yeah. not saying Luca needs to be an anchor on defense, and he needs to be, you know, the offensive juggernaut when when he plays. But calling Luca out on the little things that he doesn't do well throughout the entirety of a game is not putting the blame on Luca no. for the loss. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: we're I got really frustrated. There were three possessions in the fourth quarter where Chris Paul got by him like he wasn't there. It's one thing to get beat. It's another thing to to, to, to do what Donovan Mitchell was doing, which was basically running an escort service to the rim. And Luca did that a couple of times tonight, night. And it's because he was tired. It's because he bears the off. Like all these things are interconnected. All of them. And it's gonna happen until Luca it, it's the same thing's gonna happen to Trey Young, same thing happened to James Harden. Remember when when the, the the Blazers beat the Rockets? Um like like this sort of stuff happened. like you're just gonna get picked apart until you prove that you can handle it.
7: Exactly. And you know, the transcended stars, the MVPs, they have some defense into their game. And he's and had better defense why-
0: this year. This was like, like, yeah. it's, we're not, I'm not saying he's played bad all year. Like, he's actually played some stellar defenses here. It's just he got, like, this was this was really, and the Suns are almost, like, built to do this. Because the short, like, the mid-range jumper shit, like, when Luka has a hand up and Chris Ball sinks has six a shot over him, you just go, okay, that's better offense. But when somebody gets all the way to the rim, that's when you're like, mm,
7: okay. and, and he's just putting his hands up in those situations. Like he's not like fully contesting. It's kind of like the lazy, just you know, I'm putting my hands up to show that I'm playing defense. Yeah. And it's just like that. That's not and he admitted acceptable. to it post game. Right. That's what
0: I like. I like that where it's just you, even if like one of the things the the Josh Josh and I talked about this. One of my favorite things Luca does is he takes responsibility for shit that sometimes isn't even his fault. Like. That's a leadership quality. And I like that. So it's bigger picture, I think we all understand that like, okay, Luca has been better. He played really bad on defense night, and the Mavs are expecting too much of him. Like all these things tie together.
7: <laughs> and and also the turnovers. He has 10 so far in two games. So he, he needs to cut down on turnovers. grind ball ones, yeah. Yeah, uh, granted, you know some of them are just like players not being in position, but you know all that matters is it's the little things that Luka could improve. And like you said, uh, he's somebody who is willing to admit post game that yes, he needs to improve on that. So. If Luca is willing to admit it and if I bring it up on my personal timeline, why should I get bagged on it for saying exactly the same things Luca is going to come back and say, yeah, yeah that is valid. Right. Uh, but besides that, you know, the Jalen Brunson talk about him getting paid or whatnot, I've made it up in my mind, Kirk, that he needs to get paid because – uh, last year he was averaging 12 points per game this year 16 and there were stretches where he held the Mavericks afloat you know they were competent they didn't look like a lottery team and going into the Utah series we were 2 and 1 with, without Luka so yeah. it's at at some point you have to give Brunson the credit that he is due Me saying him getting paid is not me saying him, oh, we need to be financially tied to him for the longevity of the the future. Sure. You could always trade somebody's contract. Somebody told me earlier that giving Brunson his money would enable us for, uh, I mean, would disable us from being able to trade him because nobody wants that contract. Yeah. So, I don't agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. Westbrook gets moved. <laughs> right. You, you know, uh Westbrook at this point of, of his career is not really an asset that you want to trade for, you know, and, and that contract as well. If you have Brunson on a, you know, 20, 25 million dollar contract. He's still a valuable asset and he's only 25 years old. So I, I don't get the notion of if, if we pay Brunson, we're, we're stuck and we can't do anything else. The Perzingis move was another move that helped build flexibility, quote unquote, because that's what Nico loves to use. But, you know, Denwood, he's not not even the third option either now (laughs) and he hasn't been in in the playoffs and i really thought game six of the utah series he would actually start turning that around but you know yeah he had some some nice makes today but it wasn't enough and when people say luca needs help uh we're not automatically saying hey we need a superstar we need x y and z we could just yeah. use slightly better players yeah Make mid-tier, mid-tier players and it's,
0: just, it's, it's it's building a team with a purpose and what i'm gonna, it's going to take me a while to get through this and i think it'll take all of us a while to get through this because and i i, I want you guys to understand something everybody's in here and is willing to have these conversations really appreciate it but I think that for the longest time, we were all sold to build goods by the Mavericks that never really panned out in the way they told us. They told us everything. Oh, we're the smartest front office, blah, 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 blah. And since most of that front office is now left, you know, the cap guy is retiring at the end of the year. I'm not sure what, you know, and then there was everything with Donnie Nelson. We don't need to rehash it. But it's just team building is not a thing that's done in a year. And the Mavericks have... Everything they've tried since twenty eighteen, since drafting Luca and Jalen, everything they've tried has has either been kind of like panned out as boring or, or it didn't really like improve the team or it made them worse. While Luca got better. So it's like at some point things just have to start hitting. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I this is this is one of these late nights where I'm just
7: tired. Right. Uh uh I'm tired, uh, but you know we have game three and we have game four in Dallas you you know, as much as tonight hurt because tonight was just like we were there and just completely got wiped off the the court we got out class uh Devin Booker and Chris Paul are mid range shooter uh purists, you know them guys when you get them in the mid range, it doesn't look like they're about to miss and you know, Chris Paul is just putting Brunson, uh, Luca, Dorian, whoever is guarding him. He's just putting them in a blender with his uh, post post game moves. Yep. Like it, it's just it's phenomenal to watch. And this is why they're the number one seed. This is why they have a good chance of winning a damn championship. Yep, uh, you know, 50, 52 and O now or fifty three and O now going into the fourth quarter with a. Third quarter, uh, leading throughout three quarters. That's impressive. Like we have to really look at this Suns team and just realize that they're talented, they're better, they're physical, and this series was gonna be an uphill battle from the beginning. And you know, w- one last thing, Kirk. I'm sorry if I'm taking up it. too much time. It. Uh, but so- some people were saying, "Oh, the Pelicans took this team to six. We could easily do that." But also, I had this notion and I had this thought that this Suns team was going to try to replicate the 2014 Spurs when, you know, the Mavs took them to seven. And after that, it was pretty much a clean sweep for everybody else in front of them. And and just by the talent that the Suns team has right now, I think that that's going to end up leading them to a championship. But uh, well, thank I you, man. appreciate you, Kurt. Have a great oh, yeah. night and you get some rest. Well, well, we'll get to it eventually. I did <laughs> want to address, so
0: my man Charles, who is a regular listener, appreciate you, Charles. Um, he didn't, he was confused by my comment about Cuban. And part of why Mark Cuban has to come on my podcast is because I regularly criticize him. And I think he got caught, got kind of tired of the criticism. We talked about it a little bit. I don't think Mark Cuban as a front man is helpful to the Mavericks. Um, and he and I discussed this. He disagrees with me. It's his team. I can't really do much about it. But I posted an article in the chat that basically walked through the last 12 years of him and his forward facing stuff that adds up into why I don't think him being the face is all that helpful. You know, it's not like players love Mark Cuban. Uh, (laughs) He has said some crazy stuff over the years that you guys have probably forgotten at times. Um, And it's just, I, 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 he's, you know, and then with this stuff with Donnie Nelson and the way that all this stuff that has happened over the past several years, like I, I really question a lot, you know, for all Bob and the things that he says, whether it's true or false, there's everybody has their story. There's enough nonsense that's gone on between the sexual harassment and the, the keeping the, the team employee who had assault charges. Like I really question elements of what this team has done over the years. And they've, Luck, they've had Dirk for 20 years, and now they have Luca, And, like, those things paper over a lot of problems because those are the hard things. But, anyways, as we build with this team, that's just why I made that comment about Cuban. It was just, it's a thing. It's kind of my deal. I've tried to shy off it a little bit because I think people are tired of hearing about it from me, but that's why I wrote that piece. Um, okay, Tyler, what's up, dude?
8: Oh, man, that sucked, didn't it? It did. Well, I remember telling you last time we were in this space that uh, the Mavericks don't have the spine and the guts to take the wide Pal of the starting lineup. <laughs> it turns out they did not, as I suspected. Yep. It, it's just disheartening to see that. It, I don't know. I don't know what kind of dirt he has on a new coaching staff and also the front office, to where that he has to have some sort of dirt it's just unbearable. They're putting yeah. him in a bad place to succeed. It's putting us not in the best position to succeed. It does nobody any good. But but okay,
0: I think we and, and Josh and I did this in the podcast where it's like we're a little bit frustrated right now, but I still think we have to give credence to the fact that they they finished as a top 4 seed. They're in the playoffs, they're in the second round. It's really that to me this roster as it's built right now has absolutely maximized and they can't do anything else. They might steal a game or two still. I still think that's possible. But it's 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 just the Suns are such a contrast, and it makes everything else feel worse.
8: Well, if it makes you feel any better, if we would have beat the Kings, the Thunder, or the uh, the Wizards while they were tanking, we'd be playing the the Grizzlies right now. I <laughs> know, right?
0: They're, yeah, but it's like, do you remember how last season the Mavericks like lucked into the fifth seed just by a series of tiebreakers, and then of course the Clippers were like, oh, we want to play those guys. So it's like you, you never <laughs> can, you can't, you don't have a lot of control over this stuff. It stinks. <laughs>
8: No, no, it's just, you know, it's the, the, what could have been hindsight is 2020, 20, but I ah, just, I'm a little bit more pessimistic than most. I, I, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of my friends and they sent me a, a chat at the beginning of the fourth. They were like, so how are you feeling? I was like, uh, terrible. Yeah. And then like, you could just see that Luca was a turnstile and there was just nothing that was left in the tank.
0: So well, I be- didn't have anything. like Chris Paul was just it's just at some point you throw your hands up. We've seen Luca do that to teams like Luca did that to I want to say the Chris Paul Rockets when him and James Hart like I think it might have been the Hall Luca game, actually, where he was terrible all game and then just went nuts mm-hmm. for like a minute and a half and buried the Rockets.
8: Yeah, that 11 in a row stretch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard because I've heard it on a variety of like either Twitter or even like the follow-up to Maris podcast, it's like, well, you get a hand up and you just hope that they miss some more. Well, yeah. hope is not necessarily a strategy that's going to get a series done, especially being down two zero. 0 So, yeah. I mean, we'll just see what they can do, but I'd be happy if they uh, make it a gentleman at this point. I get it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. See you Friday. Yep. All right.
0: Uh, let's go with the Sean. Hey, Sean.
9: Hello. How you doing? Hey man, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, just kind of reeling from this game. You know, uh, one thing that I'm like, there's going to be a lot of revisionist history about this series. Like a while from now, depending on how Luca keeps scoring, he's averaging forty through the first two games. But I think we all can agree, it doesn't feel like like I know the numbers are there, but the impact on the game. The way we've lost these last two games, it feels like like it's just going to be that endless conversation with Luca about these numbers, what he provides for the other players on the team and what he can do to stop the team from going, uh, stop o- opposing teams from just blowing us out in second half situations. It's mm. not the first time it's happened. It's not the first time it's happened with the Suns. Because wow. we, we have lost to the Suns in the regular season, I think. Twice we lost when we had a fourth quarter lead and we blew it. And uh, to that point about how the Suns play fourth quarters, never having lost a fourth quarter lead this season, I think that's second all time behind the 2020 Lakers, who I think did it for like uh, some—I uh, forget how many games. I think it's five a crazy games. stat. It's a crazy <laughs> stat. So we and and when you do something over a 50-game sample size as a team, I feel like. They also need to register that this is a danger of the team. They do not get lazy. They do not lose focus. and after after a point, they started making adjustments to playing Luca. It's Luca's numbers look as good as they do for this game as well, including efficiency, is because he he just couldn't shoot. They stopped uh, bait, uh, baiting him with switches. Mikhail Bridges actually did a fantastic job over him on, over the second half of the game. Second which half was, for like,
0: sure, yeah,
9: yeah, and and I'm seeing uh, stats on Twitter where people in the first half where people are trying to prove that Luca is the best Mikhail Bridges player. No,
10: well,
9: Luka, he, his the numbers against Mikhail over the course of
0: their careers where they match up actually look just fine. But it's like, do you remember the? It was an open court turnover. Where Mikhail wasn't even on him. Mikhail was on on um, uh, Bullock, but Luca tried to thread a pass between whoever was in front of him and Bridges, and
9: Mikhail just like took the ball he out just, of the yeah, air. He, <laughs> Mikhail, I was like, oh Mikhail's my god! Is, and I saw this for a while because I think there was also another play where CP had stolen one of those like it's a trademark Luca pass. That's why he's turning the ball over so much. Phoenix are cutting out those passing lanes like no yeah. other team we've seen try to do that before. Well, like, he threw the ball out of
0: bounds three times where it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, it, on shots where it's... On on, on probes where it's like... It, at least two of them, I remember saying, why is he passing up these shots and, like, throwing the ball out of bounds? I,
9: but, Kirk, I also do think it's... Um, like, it's a point you guys already discussed about his conditioning, his stamina. I think throughout the season, especially in the regular season, we... Our team really did, like... It was like Luca, go as hard as you can in the first two quarters. And then we see from the rest, and we were lucky enough to have so many great fourth quarter Spencer Dinwiddie games during the regular season to bail us out against Brooklyn, to bail us out against
3: Boston.
9: And now that Dinwiddie can't do that, Luca's still gassed when entering the second half. Phoenix is like, cool, we make him work on defense. They're like looking for whoever's on Fien- on Luca. Luca's a walking yeah. turtle. Right? It's I think this is the best way I've seen like a te- like I, the Clippers weren't really stopping Luca like this. Nope. They were very determined on making sure everyone else was stopped as well. The Suns are somehow do- did both in that second half. Did we did we lose the second half by over 20 points because we came into the uh, second half with a two point lead and we lost by 20. So 22 point swing in the second half
11: yeah and it,
0: and it was it, actually it, more it, the mat, like the, the scrubs just started scoring some points like it was it was terrible it, it, god what a game
9: and i want to hop off because i know so many math fans here to talk i just want to say one last thing despite these tough moments never think about your ex do not i know we don't have bigs but no Kristaps english would not have made this situation any better we still would have lost I see this every time we get out rebounded, which is quite a lot. But let's not forget last playoffs, Facundo Campazo for the Nuggets was out rebounding Porzingis, so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, yeah, Porzingis would have been the difference. Like that's that's just not my no, point of view.
0: it's not. Like the the Mavericks have seeded. I, this is a valuable thing to bring up. The Mavericks have seeded rebounding so long as they win in other areas, meaning three point percentage, turnovers, things like that. And the problem is they're
9: not winning those areas either. So they're just gonna <laughs> beat everywhere. How, like, that, that? that's the issue with Phoenix, how they match up, it's just, I don't know where we beat them. Like, realistically, what's at yeah. one spot where we can hammer home and take an advantage over Phoenix? That's just the issue.
0: Right. If they were to beat the Mavericks and, you know, head on to the Western Conference Finals and then beat, like, the Warriors, because I think the Warriors won that series. And if they, like, beat the crap out of the Warriors, I think we'll all start to feel better because this team has the sense. Like, the Suns give me, like, the sense of inevitability that, like, is not a good comparison, but I just remember in my youth seeing the 2000, 2001 Lakers, and it was like, oh, no. Like, it's nowhere near like that, but it's just. Like the sense of just how good they are when they're rolling. And it's just, they were shooting 61% on long twos heading into this game. So that number only went up. It's They're crazy. Oh, well.
9: I mean, I'll just hope that we can do what the Clippers did against us last year, even though there's like a 0.1% probability of us breaking this 2-0 two, two deficit. But at the end of the day, it's a good season for us. I hope we're all fat. Though it's not over until the fat lady sings, I hope we can fight back but yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's just a bad matchup well thanks man we'll talk soon okay yes thank you for having me
0: yep of course Sean is all the way across the planet so we love having him on did Brian leave I know Brian was like begging to come up on stage but I bring y'all up here based on the fact that uh, I want y'all up on stage And when you come into the room I try to pay attention hey CJ what's going on hit that unmute button for me give CJ a second here See if it, uh, sometimes I know the thing doesn't pull up. Um, yeah, CJ, try to try to come back up, and we'll uh, we'll let you talk here in a second. Um, hey, Brett, what's up? Oh, hey, Kurt. Howdy. Uh,
12: yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I still think that the Mavs, once they you know sign Brunson to a you know five one twenty extension or five one thirty extension or whatever that ends up being. Um, you know they're about halfway through like the you know the 2017 blazers and the 2018 rockets that's like the team that they've made um, I mean it is difficult to see a way out of that um, so I will be very impressed by Nico Harrison if he is able to um, to you know solve that conundrum in a way that other in, in a way that other um, other teams don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they're in. It's I mean, like it, a. Uh, go ahead.
12: I mean, I mean, because they're in the bird drive trap with Brunson. Mm-hmm. Like, I completely agree with people that Brunson's probably not worth, like, $25 million or whatever. I, like, I, I completely agree. He's probably worth, like, on. In general, probably closer to, like, you know, $16, 17000000 But there is no upside to letting him walk. Like, they are already over the cap. Yes. That's what You'll have to understand about that specific thing. Like I, I definitely believe I'm in the firmly in the Brunson struggles with length camp, but they do not get any better by letting him walk. Um, he, like, the, at that point, like that's just up to Cuban and his wallet. Um, so so like. Well, it's, it's what's gonna be funny,
0: and this is just objectively true. I know you followed the Mavs in no small part because of Luca, but I'll tell you the Ma- Mark Cuban. Keeping this team together and having to go over the cap when he wouldn't do it with the championship team is objectively fucking hilarious to me. I'm sorry, because it's like we could see the bird rights trap coming as quickly as the 2020 off season. So two years ago, 2019 was a little bit different. The Mavs swore they had a plan. They were really what they were doing was caping for Giannis and it just didn't work. And now they're stuck because we were all collectively. We were convinced as a group that they were going to trade Finney Smith, Maxie Brunson, a collective group of guys on reasonable contracts for something. And they never did because nothing materialized. And now with two of those three guys who are both very good. This is not a criticism of either one of them, but it's just when you have like like they're having to pay those guys, and then you look at the rest of the Mavericks books, Luka's gonna be making something like forty-three million dollars next year. It, and then Tim Hardaway's making 17. And Spencer. Yeah, tons and, yeah. It's and, like they like the the I want to say their cap guy is retiring, and you know, they kept talking about like what a good job he's done. And like, I don't mean to kick a guy on his way out, but I've seen no evidence of that. Like the Mavericks have not been a smart cap team. They just didn't spend. That's different. So it's like now they're kind of put in this position of having to spend and they're going to have to wriggle their way out of it because, again, we owe a pick to the New York Knicks next year. Um, and it's, it's like the, it cannot be missed, like, properly stated to where I don't want to say the Mavs have done a bad job, but I will say that a lot of what they've tried hasn't worked. And so we're just in this pickle where we have a generational player and not real clear paths to team improvement.
12: Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not like an easy way out. There's not you know any kind of pick or you know like you know money you have in free agency with which to add. And I was saying earlier, um, in the chat that that you know the Mavs do need genuinely a second like you know top fifteen or twenty player in the NBA. That is how you win a championship. Like that is how every like NBA championship is won. Like you don't you don't necessarily need you know like a big three kind of situation, but having one great player and a bunch of players who are you know decent to good is is a that's a great way to make you know to to get home court advantage every year for you know a decade and then not win a championship
13: mm-hmm. like and,
12: and and that and you know that's not a the worst thing in the world, but if if you're like the the question is is your goal to win a championship and with when you have a player who's like a top 5 player in the league that kind of has to be what your goal is um and and so that's the issue with as you're talking about you know when they decided you know they wanted to you know keep that space open for Giannis, and then there wasn't a plan b and then right. basically from that point on they just kind of made some like tiny marginal moves until the point at which the previous you know regime got well, well, thrown out see and this is where you weren't
0: I hope you weren't around for Plan powder in 2011 where I lost my fucking mind. Granted, I was in my late twenties and didn't do any of this writing stuff yet, but like what they did with Giannis is the exact same thing. Exact same thing. They sold the Mavericks fans after they broke up the championship team. We're going to go get Chris Paul and Dwight Powell. That's what's going to be next. They both want to sign here and play with Dirk. Guess what? Didn't happen. Okay, so the fact that they ran into that, and then they did it again in 2016, where they told everybody they were going to sign. Uh, this is amazing in hindsight. Uh, Mike Conley. Or- oh no, it was Mike Conley and Hassan Whiteside. Okay, and that was the, I think that was the year after DeAndre Jordan. Um, there's been so many hilarious whiffs that, granted, they all kind of worked out because I think those teams might have somehow been worse. But it's then when they get Luca. You you luck into Luca. And, you know, Haralbaugh has kind of been hinting at this where and, – and I don't know how much to believe Haralbaugh, but it's it's funny. And we're here late, so I'm sorry, guys. We're just going to talk. But it's like Haralbaugh has been hinting that the Mavericks didn't seem to understand how good Luka was at, like well into the second yeah, when, half of his when, rookie season.
12: When he when he tweeted that thing today about how he was saying like midway through the season they were having him do like a deep dive into like was, was uh, Luka? DSJ yeah. like better a better player? initiator than Luka? And I was like – like if you're ha- if they were having that conversation any point prior to like the draft like yeah. that's that's just like a real indictment of and a and lot you know it's like so front how much office. of this
0: stuff do we like he's dropped enough of this stuff to where i have to believe some of it is what i'm going to say and so it just it gets you to this point to where they headed into 2019 and they did not understand what they had and to be fair 2019, the, that that was rookie Luca's second year. The leap he made from rookie to second year was unbelievable and nearly unprecedented. So it's like it's too hard to kind of hold that over their heads, but they wasted artificial cap space that year and then they didn't sign anybody, and then they didn't do it, like they just haven't really done a ton. And it's 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 gonna look terrible because when you don't do well at free agency and you're bad at the draft. And you have set picks off in trades that did not work out the way you want there's just not a lot of avenues for team improvement, so like I really feel for Nico and I really yeah. feel for Michael Finley. they have a real uphill battle here
12: yeah I mean I mean in terms of teams that have done poorly prior to you know you know their the the you know your your superstar second contract like the best case scenario is like you're like the bucks last year um but that took you know a a number of things going right for them, um one of them being you know a, a pretty a pretty weak playoff field in general, I would say last year but 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 in general, like it's difficult to get that to get that opportunity back um i mean I, I think they can definitely you know make a trade you know for someone like in, in eventually for someone like gobert or some similar level player um but then the question is: Is are you better than the Suns over the next couple of years? Are you better than the Bucks? Are you better than you know whatever the the yep. Heat Sixers, et cetera?
0: It's tough, man. It's a tough deal. Wow! Listen to this stat, Cooper. Uh, this is from Chuck Cooperstein. Chris Paul in five games versus the Mavs in the fourth quarter this year, forty-five total points on eighteen of thirty-two shooting.
12: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, really for, for, I mean, I've always been a like I'm. A, a hater of Chris Paul in the sense of like I respect him as like a great player, but like this year I've just been, I've just been like astonished. Like 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 I was just terrified of playing the Suns just for that reason that I got like it was so far early in the season. But I just like in my mind remembered like this is just what it's like. It's just he's just not yeah, gonna miss
0: for sure, man. Well, you have a good night. Well, thank you for hanging out. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey Josh, what's going on, buddy? We're gonna get to everybody, by the way. So if you're here, hang out. What's
8: going on?
14: Hey Kirk. Uh, well, um, I I had I had a, a few reactions to the things uh, to some of the stuff I heard here. One is, uh, I don't think a big is the is a solution. I think. I think we don't have a second or even third person on this squad that is sized correctly, but it's not a big, we, we could use somebody like a Chris Middleton, uh, uh, Brandon Ingram kind of mold, a guy who will consistently put up, you know, uh, 20, um, and and grab seven rebounds well, this this like was that. this
0: was me being mean about bane all year because i love our, our guy drew who probably went to bed as you know i've been arguing about about bane all year and it's like well you know we, we give these guys time josh green like the goal, like most guys don't score to like like very 75 percent of all nba players score less than 10 points a game so it's like scoring over 10 is hard scoring over 20 is extremely difficult and that's where it's just like the Mavericks have just not gotten the guys that that could have. It's it's during team building they just haven't had it. Like Dorian, interestingly enough, has become a much better scorer the last several years, but they don't really. The reliability options have kind of gone out the window. Where Brunson was really good at it, but it's just in these games he's, he's it's just it's not this is not the series for him. No,
14: and he's also you know I mean I love him. And I love D you know, I love DFS, of course. That's different because DFS isn't undersized. I love Brunson, but he's undersized. And so we don't have this kind of consistent guy who's kind of sized like a Middleton or sized like uh you know uh like uh Brandon Ingram or somebody like that. Secondly, uh you know, yeah, I would be pretty I would feel pretty shitty on defense in the fourth quarter too. If uh, if I was carrying the load that Luke is carrying, right? Because he doesn't have that second guy who's sized properly to do that and who's dependent, you know, dependable and consistent. So yeah, he got hunted, and I think it's all well and good. I, I really like you know Maris's point. You know, it's like yeah, this is a lesson, and he's going to improve, and he's young, so so that's definitely going to happen. Thirdly. Um, by the way, the Suns are scorched earth scoring in this fourth quarter. Here, the Mavs put up a good game. Fourthly, you could just as well see the Suns going up against the Warriors, and the Warriors <laughs> scorching them into the Sun. Right? Yeah. That's a possibility too. But it's also a possibility that the Grizzlies, you know, kind of kind of keep running really hard at the Warriors and then the grizzlies go up against the suns and that could be interesting but the mavericks a lot of it's about number you know like chemistry like styles make fights the mavericks play in the grizzlies uh they match up really well with the grizzlies the uh you know the suns have just had the mavs number for a long fucking time yeah. i mean j- just like you were saying i mean i've been watching the mavs forever and and it's been a fucking long time since the Mavericks had decent splits against the Suns.
0: I, mean, I, I keep making this joke, but I honestly don't remember the last time the Mavericks beat the Suns. And I feel like it was when Dirk scored 50 points on Tim Thomas, like a, like in the playoffs, like Western Conference Finals. Like It's been a lot. Like it's been forever. Right, because it
14: feels like somehow there was some sort of like curse once Nash, you know, left. Right. Yeah. It felt like it felt like somehow we can never fucking win <laughs> against the Suns. Now, mind you, uh, this is game two on the road. And if you're old school, you remember that playoff series don't become a series until the road team wins. Right. So right now things have happened how they're supposed to happen. Uh, and who knows? Maybe. Uh, Brunson uh, grows his balls back. You know what I'm saying? Because they've really been punking the Mavs. And like I said before, watching the games, I want to punch somebody because I just think somebody needs to fucking grow a set. Well, they did that fucking
8: tonight. grow This game
0: ball. was nasty for quite a while. It was it was grindy. There's a bit. There's a big Tony Brothers showing. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
14: I, I I mean, I'm just I just I get upset watching these games because I just want to go and fucking I understand. Like, like throw out, re- throw somebody all the way into the first row and be like, cool, eject somebody and let's fucking go. Right. Uh, but anyways, uh, yo, we're going to go back to Dallas and maybe Brunson, uh, grows, grows his nuts back and starts and starts cooking and maybe not. And maybe, you know, maybe we made it to the second round and get, Get punked, and then build, build from here. And it's not really a terrible place to build from.
0: Yeah, so that's yeah. all I got. But thanks, all Kurt. right, Josh. Of course, man. Much Talk soon. Cheers. All right, Tim. Hey, Tim. What's going on, dude? Howdy. Can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Thanks. Okay, great. Um.
15: Okay. Well, a uh, couple of things, I guess. Um. One, I think. Um you know I know that we're kind of like earlier being you know critical of Luca and I I'm on board with that like I was yelling at Luca to you know play better in the third especially on defense but what I've kind of learned from this series so far is that if Luca has like a bad quarter we're pretty much gonna get our ass kicked yeah, and yeah. that's a pretty lofty expectation and um you know i I the second thing I'll say is like, it seems to me that Luca, if you have a lineup of Luca, Jalen, Dinwiddie, and maybe Bertans or Powell in there, like even if Luca is engaged defensively, you're not going to stop Phoenix. Like you can't expect that lineup really to, you know, be like a defensive. Uh, uh, to to play good defense against the Phoenix Suns. Um, So I just don't see, like, even if Luca had been more engaged, I still think that this is probably a 15,
0: 20-point loss.
15: Well, there were
0: a couple of opportunities. Like that, the Mavericks were up at the half, felt kind of wild with the things that they hadn't done well. You know, Luca obviously had 24 points. That's kind of the key thing there. But it was, man. There just been times in the series where it felt like the Suns were just gonna blow the doors off, and they did finally.
15: Yeah, and that's that's another thing is that just like going from playing the Jazz to playing the Suns is like really jarring, um, because the Jazz their their weaknesses are it's apparently all, all their weaknesses are I- exceeding strengths of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Right. Like, and I don't know if that's playing, like, I don't know if that's affecting the Mav strategy at all, or their mindset in the game, but just going from a, a team that can't play perimeter defense that has a, an old point guard, who's kind of on the small side, but is, is clearly washed to going to Chris Paul uh, to going to, you know, Rudy Gobert who can't turn around and put the ball in the basket um, to going to DeAndre Aiden. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty shocking, uh, yeah. like, shift. And the last thing I'll say is like, if we have any shot in game three, we, like, in, the, in these first two games, Reggie and Dorian both got in foul trouble real quick, and yeah. they cannot do that. Like, we cannot, uh, we cannot. We can't even come close to winning these games if Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock play 20, 25 minutes because of foul trouble. Right. Right. Man, I so know. maybe there's hope there. Um, but on the other hand, you know, we basically fouled out their their center rotation and 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 still lost by 20. So. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll <laughs> see what they do guys. on Friday. Thanks so much, Jim. Yeah, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up next, then let's go to my man Frank. Hey, Frank.
16: What up? What up? Hey. So, uh, yeah. Everybody, prepare for the uh, the Luca narratives. It's. I mean, like your buddy said earlier, Adam. Like, he got put on blast tonight. All the, you know, all the stats that are coming out. The 1.77 points per possession. Blah blah blah. It's here. It's real. Like, narratives are going to get nasty and disgusting. And and then I'm kind of glad. And I don't really care that Lucas says, you know, takes accountability verbally, you know, after games. It's cute. But this, we need to see it in the offseason. Like, we need to see. I'll tell you what, though, Frank.
0: Frank, I like this narrative so much more than the bullshit about how he doesn't make teammates better. Like, I hate that narrative. This one where you're like, oh, we just watched him get put into a blender. Like, as opposed to the teammate stuff where it's like, Oh, Hey, cool. He passed the Dorian and Dorian went 0 for five. Like that, this is much more like, it feels more buildable and fixable versus the, where you simply, some people you, you simply cannot convince them that like Luca is a, is a good team based player.
16: Yeah, sure. I totally agree with that. I'm, I just want to see, see it next year, but uh, going back to the game, we kind of haven't talked to X's and O's in a while, the last couple speakers, but I, I don't think we made too many adjustments today, but um, we did start Bullock like on Chris from the get go, and I know he probably can't sustain that for 40 minutes a game. But we kind of went away from it in the uh, second half, and I was I was in a sun space on Twitter, and they were saying the same thing, like why did the Mavericks go away from that? And uh, I don't I don't know, but well Chris Chris kept th- hunting Luca for switches.
0: That was part of it. And and I think when they when they finally started sending two guys and Chris Paul, that was when things got really nasty. Um, where they just started like absolutely raining threes. Like
16: these sons are just really good. No, definitely, definitely. I get it. I just uh even if it means put I'm not even gonna insult the the space with saying put Frank in or put Josh in there, but just finding a way to keep pressure on him and finding a way to make him guys. Defend. Oh,
0: hold on. I'm going to talk to the chat. Uh, this is okay. y'all are making me mad at this. Criticizing someone is not pushing a narrative. Learn what criticism is and learn to take it. Good Lord. People Luca can be bad at defense. He got scored when they attacked him. Guys scored on him. 86% of the time. What are we doing? The, the, this data is available. You watch Luca get escort him to the rim. It's okay. He had a bad game. Sorry, Grant. Go
16: ahead. No, that's rough, man, and it hurts me too. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm sitting there yelling and screaming at the TV. I hate it, and I'm, and I, and I'm a sucker for it. I, I, I try to avoid the first takes and the skips and the shannons and all those, you know, clickbaity ass things. And and it, and, it, and it gets me too. I, I get it, man. And I and I find myself losing my rationale to the to the narratives. Right? I I, I feel the chat, but I totally feel you. Just uh. It's hard, man. <laughs> it well, no, when cause like losing. when you get beat like that, when you get beat like what just happened to us, it's like a, it's like the kind
0: of thing that causes a little bit of an existential funk because it's like, you know, you've, we've all been on sports teams where it's like like things go to shit and you just are mad and that's what this
16: is. Yeah, I hear you. I I felt like I had more to add. Uh, your buddy, I, I really like that guy's point though, man. I I really hope this helps. Uh, if, I hope he cares enough to. Luca, I hope he cares enough to really make some changes, you know, to his body next year, and we can see some real physical change in uh in him. And then I'll end with the JB thing. He's gonna get paid. We, we're you know the bird rights trap. You know we're we're dead. We gotta we gotta pay him. We're not gonna let him walk for nothing. We're not gonna purposely make our team worse next year by just letting him walk. So at a minimum, we'll sign him to whatever the hell the deal is. Who cares what his number is at this point. And then at best case scenario, you know. Um, we get a and trade or something but he's going to be here next year at a minimum um yeah that's pretty much it man thank you
0: oh hey i was on mute appreciate you thanks for coming up frank all right let's go to jim hey jim
17: what's up kirk oh you know yeah i know um so i just want to preface what i'm about to say with um I expected the Suns to either gentlemen sweep or sweep the Mavs um, just based on previous matchups this season. But I wanted to point out something. Um, The remaining eight teams take out Dallas so the remaining seven teams that are left in these conference semifinals. It feels like to me that Dallas by far has had the worst draft success relative to those other teams besides Miami, because that's like huge destination market that they could always yeah, make trades the for.
0: undrafted free agents that they put together are incredible. So I will say that even them.
17: True, okay. Sure. True. But it feels like it's easier for them to trade for bigger names because of the market. Yeah. People are more enticed to go to Miami. Um, but just with Phoenix themselves, I was thinking about it and I was uh, looking it up tonight Cam Johnson was a top ten pick. Mikhail Bridges was a top ten pick. Devin Booker was a top 13 pick. Sure. Uh, they suffered for a lot
0: longer. They're bad. Like, right. They the, have a pedigree.
17: Yeah. They've and honestly, their lows were worse. Like, almost as bad as like the 90s Mavs. Like yeah. it, and I don't feel like Mavs fans can truly understand. Like obviously that season before Luca was pretty bad.
0: Oh, but, God. It was on – on by, like, game 40, I didn't know how to do game recaps. There's just, like, nothing to write about. Like, like, no one remembers this, but Dennis Smith Jr. had, like, a 33% usage rate. He just had the ball all the time, and he was, like, scoring 15
17: points a game. Right. And you just never want that on any level whatsoever. And I, I'm just thinking about it. And these players, like, that Phoenix have, they can – I know how valuable the mid-range is to them and how successful they are at it. They're the best team in the league at the mid-range. And in the playoffs, that's what you want. You want to be able to space the floor so much so that you could get whatever type of shot from whatever player on the floor at any time. That's why offensively, they're just so incredibly lethal. And with the Mavs, okay, they're really low draft successes and I know Dwight Powell wasn't like uh drafted by the Mavericks but I consider him like a homegrown type of person. right So like Maxi, Dwight, Dorian, those guys they they can't create their own shot. They can't do that mid-range stuff that Cam Johnson does or that uh Jay Crowder could do sometimes. You know, and Devin Book and obviously Luka needs the second star. We've already talked about that tonight. Brunson's not that. We've already talked about the length issues. Um, But there needs to be, role-player-wise, it just feels like the Mavs are not going to get anywhere until they reestablish with Nico a serious draft presence. Because every other team in the NBA that's in these conference semifinals, like – that They're all homegrown draft people. Like, obviously, sure. Philly, like, I, I don't feel like Philly's, um, like, Joel's obviously their top guy, but Tyrese was a success. And then, obviously, they traded for Harden, Tobias, uh, Danny Green. Those are all trade people. Um, but besides Philly and uh, Dallas, every other team feels like they've been huge draft success, it's, it, especially Memphis, too, so... Well, I put this in the chat, and I'm just going to say it. I had a discussion at some
0: one point before the 2020 draft with a Mavs person who was just kind of like, well, you know, and this is when we only had the two picks. Uh, no, Yeah, only had the two picks um, before we you – because know, there was a draft day trade for um, Seth Curry, which netted them a second-round draft pick. And person in the Mavs basically said to me, like, well, you know, it's the 18th pick, like historically, you know, just go look. You don't really get a lot of guys like it's just it's harder for guys to pan out. And like it's something that's stuck in my head for three years now, because it, it when you have that attitude, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and you have to care. You have to care. It's why we put so much weight on Josh Green and also why I get so mad at Josh Green because he's representative of failed process.
17: Yes, and uh, obviously Tyrese Maxey and Desmond Bain were picked before him. We, we're going to go to the grave knowing that and thinking about that. But yeah. it, it's just the Maps now, like the soonest draft pick they get. What what is our pick this year? Do you know off the top
0: uh, of your head? It's like twenty five or twenty six because
17: we're the we're the fifth best team in the league record wise. Oh, uh, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, but stupid Eastern Conference. But here but here's the deal. It feels like with Nico now, there's a new breath of fresh air, like and a new eye for talent. Like I didn't trust anything Donnie's done no, draft wise. I don't trust anything
0: like, Nico says either, to be honest. Dude's the shoe exec. I trust Michael Finley and what the team of people that they have there. We have to give them some space. Unfortunately, it's just like they have been set up with a rather empty uh uh barrel so to speak
17: so let's just say that the Mavs had like memphis memphis's draft assets you know so let's say we had like Zaire williams this year do you feel like Zaire williams would be in the rotation the playoff rotation? i don't
0: know that's a good question
17: i mean i do like what kid has done
0: with guys uh you know it gets back to the bigger picture with kind of the freedom and the stuff that they've done it's just it's it's I don't know. I, I wonder, you know, if I ever get Cuban on the show again, I would, I think I might ask him if he would have parted ways with Rick Carlisle, in like 2016 or 17, just to, you know, Dirk was still on the team at that point, but it's just the Mavericks were, were slowly drowning. And by doing that, they really just, they, they did a lot of just stuff for next year. I mean, you can go figure out the Mavs cat, like, like pick situation. Um, it's ugly. They've sent a lot of stuff
17: away. They don't have a lot of assets for a long time. And they never fully tanked enough to actually get what Phoenix has gotten by really hardcore tanking. So, yeah, it's but do you have hope draft wise? I mean,
0: the 2020 draft was one we're going to be talking about for a long time because you had three bites of the apple and you didn't come away with a single functional player at this point, even though Josh green is in the rotation. I love how many people will tell me, oh, I think Josh green's got something special to be perfectly honest. I don't care anymore because whether he it. could be, whether he could be special now, Luca's contract, like Luca has, you know, it's, it's what everyone in the, in the chat is fearful of that Luca around three years from now into his, you know, it will be his, I think his five-year extension starting next year but the last year's player option starting in about two and a half to three years, if he gets unhappy, like that's challenging because that's when the Mavericks start to have to do, you know, mortgaging their future to make him happy. And, you know, if Josh Green's good in five years, like that just doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I care about winning now. And, And a lot of people don't seem to understand that that's the timeline of this where it's like this Mavericks team right now, everybody's 29 or 30 except for
17: Brunson and Luca and Josh Green. Like right, the, they're inexperienced, not young. Yeah. yeah, whatever kid said the other day, and I think he clarified it again. Yeah. Like, they're not a young team. They're just inexperienced. They're not an old team. team. They're just, yeah, they're, they're slightly seasoned,
0: and this is a good year for them. And they probably have one more year with probably four or five of these guys still back. I think they're going to move some stuff, so we'll see.
17: Yeah, it, we'll see. By, by all means, this year was a success, in quotes, because we got out of the first round. And also... Yes. With the Porzingis trade, Zach Lowe said this on his podcast too. Like he he never thought that like the or he said that the Mavs ceiling was lower this year back in like February. He doesn't see that anymore. I still think that this ceiling for the team is lower technically because you don't have a second star. You well, don't this have is like a, the
0: highest possible. Like this is they've outperformed my expectations following the trade in every way imaginable. It's just right now I have a hard time seeing them be getting any better than this.
17: Right. And, and honestly, Jason Kidd's done a wonderful job this year. Outperform expe- expectations. Yeah. So. No, he certainly has. Well, thanks, buddy. Let's talk soon, okay? Yep. Yep. Sounds great, Kirk. Yep. All right. Uh,
0: Mr. Pry. Sorry, everybody here. Y'all are all amazing for waiting. I'm going to get to everyone. Cause I appreciate
13: you hanging out with me. Oh, God. Kirk, you – okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I did tell you um, you were relaxed. Maz weren't ready for anything tonight, so you know. Yeah. It, yeah, it is what it is. Um, man, the first thing that I feel like there were issues with, and this is from someone who like, you know, I did high school sports, I covered uh, college sports, you know, as a journalist, and man, dude, it is it is all about belief and. The way that we came out in that first quarter, especially the first like six minutes of that first quarter, dude, it was pathetic. Like, you know, I saw guys looking over their shoulder, guys who were like, oh, you know, like I saw Luca pass up shots where I was like, dude, you hit that in the regular season and you would hit that no matter who's against you. Just hit it. Yep. And Oh, my God. It was so frustrating. And I'm not saying it's the reason that we lost tonight. There's a lot of reasons why we lost tonight. Um, I think uh, if we're all just going to be honest here, at Phoenix is a better team and their coaching is every bit, if not better than our coaching. And we're just kind of just stuck in this rut where if we could have, you know, Caught a game here or there in the regular season. We uh, we would be going against Memphis right now and going, oh yeah, cool, yeah. We're we're gonna go to the to the Western Conference Finals and get stomped by the Suns in the Western Conference Finals and feel a lot better as a team. Yes. Um, yes. And what I have understood from the last two games as well as the Jazz series is this. Dorian Finney-Smith, while he did not have he did not have a good game tonight, and it's not his fault. There were some very soft whistles against him tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, Dodo is that dude as far as defense. Um, and you know, Dodo will hit his threes when you need him to hit his threes. He is a reliable role guy. And he might be the best reliable role guy that we've seen since the 2011 championship as far as role people are concerned. Jalen Brunson, dude, it pains me because with the Jazz Series, I was like, dude, he is – I was like, Jalen's that guy. And I see tonight and I see the other night, and mm, it If you put length against Jalen Brunson, he's not as good. And that's frustrating because I love Jalen and I want him to be great. Like I would love for Jalen to be a 22 point a night guy, you know, with the Mavs moving forward for the next six years. But, uh, I see people who are like, you know, let him walk. No, don't let him walk. That's that's stupid, but sign in trade. I'm sorry. Like figure it out. Nico Harrison is, he's supposed to be the guy. That's why we brought him on. Figure it out, you know, cause Jalen has the talent there. Are, there are teams across the league who need a backup point guard might need a, a, a second scorer, or, you know, fill in the blank. you, you can sell Jalen Brunson for a lot of good things, but man, it was it was frustrating to say the least. I get it, dude. It's a long night. Yeah, <laughs> really long night. Really long night.
0: All right, man. Let's talk soon. All right. I hope you come back Friday.
13: Sure. Thank you. All right.
12: Mm-hmm.
0: Alright. Um yeah. Shishi, we're all too reactionary. It's 1.45 in the morning. We're we're all a little nuts, I think, at this point. Logan, you've been waiting for a real long time.
11: How's it going, Kirk? Eh. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Well, I had all these ideas to talk about the game and then I was like, what else is I'm sorry. what is there really to say? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, it's just like I mean the Suns are just really freaking good. And like yeah, we've pretty much rung out as much as we can of the team. And, like, I'm happy about the whole year. And I'm trying to, like, keep remembering that I am in spite of this. Mostly because with the mistakes that were made before, like, this was kind of a, like, get worse to get better year. And so I think that there's, like, good things being built. I'm just trying to be as positive as possible. But, like, the Suns are just really freaking good. I mean, oh I... I think like anybody who's uh, Luca does have problems. The defense is a problem, but like you give him drew holiday and Chris Middleton, and we're talking about a whole different world. <laughs> it's just a completely different, like whatever second and third. And that's why I'm always a little defensive of like Dorian Finney Smith. And it's, he's just as good as Jake Crowder. It's just, he's not being asked was well, Jay Crowder went off tonight, but Reggie Bullock made threes. Like I'm saying, those guys are all in kind of the same tier. And it's like, Brunson and Dinwiddie just aren't aren't that, you know. Yeah. And I think yeah, once yeah. you shift everything down, I mean, if you have Paul George, we look a lot more like the Clippers, and pretty pretty quickly. Like, I think when it comes to getting the big, I think we're kind of stuck in a no man's land where we don't really have the big to try to play Phoenix, like on their own terms. But we don't have like the depth to do what the Clippers do, where it's like here's what just overwhelming waves of athletes and wings you know what i mean so it's like i think that's kind of what we want to be is more of like small ball and but it's just we don't really have the roster quite for that either we don't have like a pj tucker who can be a reliable small ball big and um yeah I don't know. You could whatever you think about what I'm saying. I'm just rambling at this point, but
0: no, no, I get it. I mean, it's like there's a lot of stuff that didn't even happen tonight. Like, kid talked about going small, and they simply couldn't do it because Dorian got into foul trouble.
11: Yeah, the so foul like, trouble. Some of their
0: their adjustments were not they were non-existent because the game plan got blown up within eight minutes. And of course, some of that was kid's fault. Like leaving Dorian in was dumb.
11: I yeah, don't know. yeah, no, the foul trouble. Yeah, but I was gonna. I guess try to be optimistic about like long-term stuff. Cause I think people need to be able to like take a step uh. back and realize because really like our books just kind of have to clear up. And I think, I think our culture to an extent has changed enough. Like when Waz was on, when big Waz was on and he was like, people will want to play with Luca if they think they will win championships with Luca. It's just like that simple. And it helps when you don't have Rick and Donnie being, curmudgeons and or creepy and or not knowing what the hell they're doing. You know what I sure. mean? No, so- that,
0: that's going to be the big unmeasurable for me because, you know, we've seen Miami create cap space every year. Um, we have a new cap guy. Well, I mean, it's going to be his second year, but uh, he was kind of the assistant cap guy. Like there's enough reasons for optimism. I will simply say that I personally do not have the Dalton Trigg in me to be able to see a very clear path. And that just makes everything else feel a little worse because when you said like, oh, we got to have the books clear up, the books aren't clearing up. any. Like the Mavericks are not going to have cap space for like
11: three, four years. No, yeah, like, it's, like, a, it's a long, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely not, Um, I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying is like you kind of just have to build like some kind of foundation where as soon as you get even enough to sign one star, that one star is like, holy shit, all I have to do is go right there And like, it's a thing, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, you know, I'm, it won't even be the same kind of player, but like the Pippen to Jordan analogy, like every freaking star needs one. And there's going to be some guy who's at that point in his career. Um, Well, that's
0: where like the Mavericks bad luck has like caught up with them because they fall in the 2018 draft. They use a draft pick to move. Uh, to to go get Luca, and you know, Cuban argues with this, but but I I found Mark Stein's stuff. Where it's like all they had to do was absorb the contract of Kent Bazemore, and they could have moved. And then the Mavs didn't want to do that because they wanted to preserve cap space. And then so they they just then they 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 made a move for KP, which I think was still a good move in principle, and it just didn't work. And so then they were out more draft assets, and then they didn't use their cap space because they were thinking about signing Giannis this year, which never happened. And it's like. All this stuff is like a, a a series of moves, and the Mavs have painted themselves into a corner, and it's an understandable one. I'm a little frustrated at some of the things. So I didn't agree with him at the time, but I at least understood the logic, whether or not I agreed. So it's like moving forward, it's just a little difficult because I don't see it. But that doesn't mean there's not anything there. I mean, it's a, that's why these guy that's why these guys have that job, and I'm on a green room at two in the morning.
11: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, I I understand like. I mean, the KP thing was just kind of like the original sin, like losing those picks and because we haven't been able to trade them, like honestly, some of the guys, like CJ McCollum was pretty cheap. Like guys that are 30 years old that are getting paid that money, like you might say we don't want to pay him that much money, whatever, but in general, like getting guys at that level, they're not, As I mean, to get a star star, we don't have the assets, but like having all of the picks locked up has just been, and then you're not getting the draft either because like uh, I mean, it's, I'm such a draft nerd and it has always been being a Mavs fan and also being a draft nerd. It's like the dumbest, like, why did I, why do I right, have not care. Yeah. Like, like,
0: Mavs draft, um, whose real name is escaping me for the moment. It's just like, he's done all this work and stuff for the Mavericks for like, like for years. And it's just like, oh, they just kind of throw though. He did actually say they were going to draft Josh green, um, but it's it's just it's frustrating because it's like you know and and then I remember when they fell in 2018 it was like no and I just really wanted Miles Bridges and then Miles Bridges not or no whichever Bridges was kicking our ass tonight so that, <laughs> McCall, that was who yeah. I wanted McCall that was who I wanted at five sorry it's
11: late I'm well, tired it it seems like sometimes the best way I can sum up like because the Cuban Donny like long kind of team building thing we've had really almost has no identity which is part of the problem but if it did have one it's like It's like they almost like Cuban almost runs it like a business. It's like how can I like get the most value and like basically just try to create 2011 where it's like all the perfect role players and like it's so obvious that's not how it works. You either have to have like true star draw city and like hopefully our culture change and stuff and having Luca like we can get that one or you have to draft. There is no in between of being like there is no in between of of being like well I mean I guess Milwaukee's the only one. Because but they got Middleton on the cheap. You still have to, like, find talent. It's still talent evaluation. And I know there's a lot of people that want to talk, so I'll let you go. But I think, like, one place that, it, like, ignoring the draft, but just in general, when Mark Cuban made those comments about AAU, and I feel like Donnie being so Eurocentric, like, we... It's like a football team being like, uh, we don't necessarily think the SEC is where the best. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. get, get, like, purebred fucking AAU guys. Like, everyone else understands is basketball and it's just like we kind of waited till just now to be like oh let's get michael finley in and and let's get gerald Dudley assistant coach like it's you can tell the culture change is more of like a hooper like basketball centric like i can feel it i can tell that they've adapted to that but the fact that you had donnie at like just looking at pictures of him, you're like, this guy isn't. I don't know. It's a whole thing that I could rant about, and it's certainly sure. not explaining it well. But like, it just took us so long to catch up to what basketball in 2022 well, is. Well, because,
0: because they told us for years. Like, like I, but even even me, the cynic who hated what they did, you know, heard the foul. Oh, we're the smartest guys. We know all the stuff, and like, you, you hear it and you root for the team, and you start to hear it enough because number one, it goes up to local media, then it's on radio. And then, it, you know, guys like me, even who are cynics, will talk about it. It's like, start, so then you start to believe, well, oh, you know, these guys really know what they're doing. The 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 circle of trust and all that horse shit. It's just that you get fed it enough and, you you know, you're a fan. You want to believe it. And, unfortunately, we are just – I don't want to say we were – lie to is not right. It's just like we believe the marketing, and sometimes marketing doesn't actually – you know, it doesn't
11: match what the product is. Well, I also think in 2006 to 2011, it was just – easier right. like oh, th- gotcha. there's just there's
1: to,
18: just
11: I
0: mean look at what Donny Donnie Nelson did to get Dirk Nowitzki like they basically figured out that he was a superstar and then hid him the yeah draft. like they, you yeah. can't do that shit anymore like Giannis is probably the last real one where it, and Giannis grew like four inches since he was drafted anyways Logan thanks for hanging out I no, appreciate sorry.
11: it I know I'm rambling I appreciate oh, you That's fine mm mm-hmm.
0: All right, um, let's go to Brian, who has left the room like four times, but I'm going to let him up here because I like him. Hey, Brian, hit the unmute button.
8: Hey, Kirk,
19: what's going on, buddy?
0: Oh, not a lot. You sound uh, a little sauced. How you doing?
19: Uh, well, I'm in Vegas. So... so you are a little sauced. Good. Oh, yeah, far, far beyond sauced. Sorry. So... um. It's been – well, you know, I didn't necessarily watch the game live-live, but I've seen enough to say, like, I don't really understand why everybody's really mad about the outcome. Like, I saw a lot of people – I watched uh, game one, like, from uh, tip off to end. And a lot of people were trying to, like, hold out hope for game four or, like, the fourth quarter, like, you know, when the Mavs made their ridiculous comeback. And it was like, guys – like, do you not understand how basketball works where teams will make a comeback when a team is up 20? Right, that I'll, was
0: not indicative. They were, like, beating, you know. Uh,
19: I've seen some really bad faith takes and then people dunking on really good, like, articles that have been written about, like, game one, and that really annoyed me. But, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, you know, from – so I've 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 caught up enough where I've – scene where a lot of people are mad but it's like you know a lot of people don't understand so when the Mavs won the title back in 2011 and they eliminated the Thunder within I think it was like what five or six games like this Suns team is kind of on a mission and the Mavs are not that that team I don't understand why people were so upset that potentially they could lose in five or six games it's okay like, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I really don't Well,
0: but, I mean, they're up at half, and oh. they play, and, and there was enough stuff to where you were looking at the halftime and oh. saying, okay, Brunson can play better, Dorian can play better, and, and and it's like, there's not, and then they just come out and lay an absolute egg. That's well, why this sucked.
19: Well, you know what, Kurt, but I had, like, a completely, a different, like, perspective, like, prior to getting, like, more sauce than I am right now. Like, I saw Luca had 24 points at halftime, and I was like, Ooh, I don't like their chances, and believe it yeah. or not, they got blown out because, like, I saw that crazy stat that you know I Mark Stein tweeted out earlier today. But I want to give Dalton Trigg like props for tr- actually like acknowledging that earlier. But the thing is, like, I uh, I don't know what else you want like from this team. Like, the Suns team is better, and yeah. they have a strategy, and they decided to let Luca just go. Like, I saw so many tweets today saying, oh, man, Luca just needs to go asshole Luca!" Like, he did that in the first half, and they still lost by double digits. What else do you want from the team? And I'm really confused on people getting mad and upset about, like, Brunton's production. And it's just, like, very, very obvious to point out, like, Brunton does not play well against length. And you and Josh Bo have pointed out very, very, like, nicely that he does not play well against length. And how many points did Jalen have tonight? Nine points. How many points did he have in game one? I
0: don't know. Not very many. No, it was not, like
19: once. <laughs> not very many, Kirk. And then his post-game conference after game one indicated that he was going to get more. And yeah. he obviously did not. So, I mean – Really, anything at this point is gravy for this team. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm like you. Like, I feel like me and you have similar like beliefs of this like franchise because that's all we like believe in. But I don't really have the energy to be mad right now. Like, well, that's because really you're in a don't. good place.
0: Like you're well, in Vegas. I'm, I'm on my couch.
19: Well. Y- y- uh, of course, but I, like, <laughs> re- realistically, on Monday, right, when I uh, when I saw the game, bell the bell, and I bet the spread for under, I still wasn't really mad because the Suns are a better team, and that's okay. That is completely okay. When you are playing a- against a better, superior team, that's going to happen. Like, yeah. when people are, like, I'm just really annoyed more, like, at these bad faith takes, like, saying – all these sun truthers it's like guys like stop like trying to fabricate these not like untruthful basketball like permissions it's okay to play a better team than yourselves and like it's just it's really bad It, it just appreciate whatever happens like going forward and maybe this maybe this match team like makes it competitive maybe they get swept i really don't know but I d- I don't really have any excuses for them, Steve. I really don't. Some teams is better. Yeah. Well,
0: go have fun in Vegas. Go to go to Fremont for me. I love the Fremont experience. It's so trashy. It's outstanding. Go have some fun. All right.
19: Oh, I I have Kirk. I trust me. <laughs> I, I have I've had so much fun, and I, believe it or not, I'll come back at the end of the month. So double Vegas. Oh, wow. Let's all go. right, man.
0: Talk soon. Be good. Thanks, buddy. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to go with Savas. What's happening? And Jeremy, you'll be last. Hey. One more time. Hey. There we go.
10: Hey, Kirk, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Uh, Yeah, so I don't know if you caught it uh, when the uh, commentators were talking about uh, Luca being bothered by the crowd. Did you catch that?
0: Yes, that was... That was interesting and I don't know I didn't really you know, I'm glad this is like a great hour two podcast discussion because it's like something that'll make people mad, but like this was a game where I do think the crowd affected him. Like he that's what his second half was just so unlike his first half and he like got into an argument with a fan leaving the court to go change his tights. Like it was wild.
10: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that. I didn't get if he was just like getting into a confrontation with a specific fan or if he was just like legitimately bothered by the entirety of the crowd, you know? Um. So, yeah, I thought that was weird. Also, you know, two games in a row now where we start off, you know, going down by like 12 points or something that – that needs to stop because, you know, that sets the tone for the entire game. and yep. Always digging out of a hole ourselves. Yep, exactly. And, yeah, we were able to dig ourselves out of holes in the regular season, but this is obviously a different scenario being in the playoffs and against the Suns. Yep. So um, let's see. Uh, also, the Suns, this is really tough for the Mavs because the Suns, this is like a 12 man rotation so good. <laughs> like everyone everyone can hit shots everyone can get minutes uh you know it's just everyone has a role and you know if one guy doesn't get it done that night they just put in a different guy and it's you know that's hard to do when we're playing with basically like a six man seven man rotation um so yeah this is just a horrible matchup for us Uh, And also Luca passing up shots. He had a wide open floater at one point. I don't remember when it was in the game, but he had a wide open floater and he just kicked it out to Reggie or Dorian or I don't know who, but you know, he needs to be aggressive in that situation. I get the whole, obviously we're playing the whole three pointer, you know, thing where if we make more threes, we're going to win, but we need to, you know, Luca needs to take those shots. We need, Easy shots. He passed
0: passed up just enough easy shots to make like our Mavs Moneyball Slack channel feel crazy.
10: Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of just really frustrating. And, you know, also with Luca, the jumping in the air without knowing where he's going with the ball, and then he just kind of recklessly throws it into the backcourt, like that needs to stop too because that's just – begging for them to steal the ball and then that's just easy points and we just need to stop that um and yeah I mean I think that's pretty oh and you know Jalen Brunson man I was I don't know if you remember but I was one of the few that was begging the Mavs to trade him yes I do Mm -hmm. at the deadline and, uh, you know, I took it back in the last series, but now I'm totally convinced that, you know, we need to trade him because we cannot rely on a guy who can't, you know, he's unplayable against the Suns here. It's just unplayable. And, you know, we can't be given 20, 25, maybe even 30 million dollars to a guy who can't even get on the court. So, yeah, just really disappointing. So I hope that we trade him here in the off season and we're at least able to get some depth in return. So.
0: Well, thanks for joining, man. Appreciate you waiting too.
10: Yep, no problem. Thanks, Kurt. Sure. Thank
0: you. Okay, Jeremy, you're last. What's up, friend?
18: Uh can you hear me? I can. All right. So I just didn't want to come in here and crap on everybody's parade for a while. I just I haven't <laughs> <felt good. laughs> like I haven't felt good about this team since I mean, really all year, but then even once the KP trade happens, I was like, this is not going to go well for them. And uh, <laughs> it just kind of feels like it's all coming to fruition. You know, we beat the Jazz, and I kind of look at them, though, that they're one of the three worst teams that are in the playoffs. Probably Atlanta and Chicago were worse, but it's kind of a false sense of accomplishment. A You look at this roster, and there's not really anywhere to go with them. I mean – they have to spend this offseason getting off of these awful contracts i mean you, you look at the depth of this team and who who they can actually put on the floor and thank god Bertans gave some kind of minutes to keep it close today but he's not he's not any, he should be relied right we're not relying
0: on Bertans.
18: yeah but, but they did tonight right
0: right to. <laughs> and that's like that's frightening
18: yeah i mean that's that that's just I mean, that's, you, you look at some of the guys they have on their bench, you look at the end of the bench, and you're like, well, Bobon is paid to be a mascot. Uh, Sterling Brown is just not an NBA player. Woo, buddy. Yeah. I yeah. think Neil Aquino is not an NBA player. And I know a lot of people will get excited about him because it's linked, but there's a reason he was a 23-year-old unrestricted free agent before training camp. Like, he wasn't. It wasn't like he was signed for (laughs) their their agency. And they have all these players who were just – and Josh Green, I had some hope for him him before the playoffs, but he just clearly – maybe he figures something out and he's just not as nervous or whatever is going on with him. But he's right now he's not an NBA playoff player. And you look at the roster and you're like, who is it? It's Luka, Finney-Smith sometimes, Reggie Bullock. And Brunson if no if there's at least two players in the court that are under six like, four. Yeah. And everyone else you look at is like who is who on this team can you rely on? Who is playing? Who can you put out there? And I don't like Kid as a coach. I you know, I don't I haven't liked him. I didn't like the hire when it happened. Um but <laughs> What he, I mean, I, I want him to make adjustments, pull Powell out of the lineup. But what's he gonna do? I mean, I guess play Kleba. He tried to play. One of the reasons why Dorian Finney-Smith was in foul trouble is because they tried to play him at the five, and he had a foul eight, and every time he got near him, he was. I mean, they just they had no answers, and this roster. Was, what are they? What do they do from here? Like wh- who? Who do they move for? They, like, I just, I don't know. I had this, I feel more lost about this team than I did last year at the end of the year because I, I saw with the Clippers, they as like they're playing one of the best teams in the league. They took them toe to toe. They could have easily won the series with a few, with a few shot, you know, a few made shots here and there. But now, I look and I'm like, okay, where do you go from here? I'm like, who's going to take Spencer Dinwiddie?
0: I understand.
18: Who's going to take Davis Bertans? Nobody. Davis Bertans is a Maverick until his contract expires. Yeah. That, that, I
0: understand.
18: Yeah.
9: Anyway.
18: Well, thanks,
0: man. Appreciate you. All
18: right. <laughs> well,
0: guys, almost made a full two hours again, so that's fun. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Uh, probably go to bed, but I'm it for the next several days. You know, check Mavs Money Ball. We'll have stuff up. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, this has been great. Um, yeah, and you can go to Mads Money Moneyball and see me arguing with commenters. Um, so yeah, everybody have a, uh, a better Thursday and we will talk to you guys Friday night.